There's a myth out there that you can only hear spirit messages a certain way. I challenge that myth. When I was first developing my intuition, I thought it had to come in one specific way, but it doesn't, which is really great, right? When I was reading books and trying to soak in every single thing I could to tap into my intuition, I got really frustrated because I just heard, eh, it happens when it happens. Oh my goodness, I'm breaking a lot of myths here and busting them. I created a step-by-step way to develop your intuition because I believe so wholeheartedly that you get to tap into your intuition through your unique intuitive language. Yes, you were born with a language, you just probably didn't have any support in developing it. So today I'm going to be talking about developing your intuition and do you have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, or claircognizance? So stay tuned. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Thanks for joining me here. And before we get into this episode, if you haven't joined my live free intuition and spirit guide masterclass, how to clearly communicate with your spirit guides and kickstart your intuition, do that now. The link is in the show notes. And I'm going to start this episode out with a spirit message through my Oracle card deck. So the very first message I got was you are on the right path. Everything is coming together. This is the synchronicity card. So if you have my deck, you'll see this little signpost that says, hey, this is the path along your destiny. Sometimes you can find feathers or get those little hunches like, oh, yeah, I've been here before, maybe even deja vu. And that's leading you to your right path. Now, the next card I have here is the protector guide. It's time to set boundaries with someone. So you can actually call on the protector guide to help you with really buffering your energy if you know that you're going to have a hard conversation with someone or you just need a little extra support. But this is about boundaries. So where in your life do you feel like you need to set more boundaries? I love the protector guide and I definitely talk about this guide inside of my program. And then the last card I have here for you is fire. Indulge in your passion. Spirit is lighting a fire under your ass. Oh yeah. If you haven't gotten my card deck yet, you know that I throw a couple little words like that out here and there. This is really about stop thinking so much and lean into what your passion is, that fiery, let's do this. Maybe you've been too serious about some things or you've been too restrictive about some things. Fire is here to tell you, indulge in that passion. And we are giving you all the signs and signals to say yes and go forward. So you might start to feel a little bit of a fire literally under your ass, kind of like go do this thing now. And you're like, wait a minute, I don't even have a plan. And spirit's like, just go do the thing now. Well, that's your intuition. Your spirit guide's giving you a message through it, so it's time to do the thing. Okay, 
So let's talk about developing your intuition. How do you do it? What does that look like? When so many people start out developing their intuition, they will seek out all the free kind of things. So listening to meditations, grabbing some books, looking at YouTube videos, listening to this podcast, which is great. These are great places to start. But when you start really getting serious about it, you realize that you need more help and more support, which starts to move into, I need to commit. I need to commit to a class or I need to really commit to have some consistency. So many times we're taught that spiritual things should be free. And while there are great resources out there for free things, just like this podcast, it's not necessarily the best way because you want to make sure that you've got everything in one spot and that you're not questioning. When you're trying to piece so many different things together, you can get really confused because one teacher says this and one teacher says that, and you might be trying so many different styles at one time. One of the things I've noticed is a lot of the curriculum out there will be lacking in step-by-step because spirit is very flowy and fluid, but I like to demystify it and put it into a step-by-step way so that you don't have to question. That was one of my big concerns. I'm like, am I doing it right? What happens when I open my intuition? Am I going to invite everything in? Am I going to feel bombarded by spirit? What the heck do I do? So let's talk about it. One, I highly recommend that you seek out a mentor so that you can get your questions answered. I think that that is really important. And also finding support with a community that gets you and that supports and encourages your intuition development too. Sometimes it can be challenging if your family or your friends really don't support you. So finding a community to help you, I think is really very important. The next thing I'll tell you too is consistency. So not willy nilly, hey, I'm just going to connect my intuition or assume that it happens when it happens. Oh no, if you want to develop this air quotes here muscle, then you need to be doing this consistently talking to your spirit guides, consistently doing intuitive exercises to make sure that what you're getting is indeed real. One of the things I tell my students inside of four intuitive languages is to please make time for your guides five to 15 minutes each day, tell them what's going on, clear your mind, and then receive your messages. Now we do all of this inside of four intuitive languages and I'll link to it in the show notes. But for now, I want to talk about the different ways that spirit can give you messages. So what happens? You know, you're telling them, you're talking to them, what you need help with, what you would like to know a little bit more about with topics in your life, such as relationship, career, health, things like that. And then you clear your mind and then what happened? Well, there are four main intuitive languages and PS, there are some bonus ones too, but the one that is highly known, talked about in movies, clairvoyance. I call this the seer intuitive language. So when you are receiving messages through clairvoyance, it can look really different than what you might expect. Sometimes we think in clairvoyance, we're going to see this very clear spirit person right in front of us, which can, by the way, lead to tons of fear and running away from this ability, which I totally did. I actually did see that clear person sitting on the edge of my bed, ran away from my intuitive abilities for years, and then finally got back on my path, and now I'm teaching it. So it's okay if you feel like, you ran away from it, you can get back on this boat here. But clairvoyance doesn't have to look like that. 
one of the key indications that clairvoyance is opening is when you start to see these little flashes out of the corner of your eye. And this happens especially when the room is dark or dim. And it just kind of happens when you're not looking straight at it. It's like, oh, out of the corner of my eye. Why does it happen this way? Well, one, these are what we call spirit lights. And spirit is trying to get your attention. Hey, I'm here. Do you see me? This is the easiest way that we can know that spirit is with us without us freaking out because it's just a little flash of light. A lot of times people refer to them as orbs. They happen when your lights are dim in your room because the third eye, which is where you're receiving your clairvoyant messages, your third eye is photosensitive. So the darker the room, the easier it is to pick spirit out of the crowd because this way spirit has full attention. Now this happens a lot too when the TV's on in a dark room, it's dim enough for this to happen. It's a little bit harder to recognize them when the lights are fully on. So it's easier to see this. So the more that you pay attention to these lights, the more that that third eye can open up and your clairvoyance awakens. Now, it doesn't have to happen with your eyes open either. This can happen when your eyes are closed and you're meditating and you get colors or images, faces, and names that appear. You might even see images from what happened throughout your day. This is your clairvoyance opening. Now, does everyone have clairvoyance? No. Can everyone develop clairvoyance? Yes, absolutely. So we are born with a unique energetic imprint. Think of it as an energetic superhighway. So your spear guides are saying, hey, we're going to give you your messages the easiest way possible. So if you are not clairvoyant, no worries, you can develop it, but I'm always going to encourage you to lean into your intuitive language. If you are clairvoyant or you didn't know you were, hopefully this gives you a little bit more understanding of what it actually can look like. Now, clairvoyant messages can come in really quickly, and this is the same for all the intuitive languages. Sometimes we're expecting this huge symbol to just go, boom, here I am. Eh, doesn't really happen like that most of the time. Usually, spirit is very light and quick and fast, and so it's really important to develop your energetic sensitivity and your intuition so you can fully recognize the messages. I'm going to move on to the next language, clairaudience. This is hearing spirit, and if you're familiar with the way I teach, I'm going to say this is the owl intuitive language. Clairaudience is hearing through the ears, so hearing spirit messages and your intuition. Now, this can sound like someone's talking, and I've been in this place before where I'm thinking, somebody must be right outside my window, or someone must be in the house. Nope, nobody there. My husband and I have heard some sounds in our house before where we hear somebody cough or we hear somebody say something and we both look at each other. Now, just so you know, I live out in the country on top of a mesa where there are no neighbors around that are that close. So it was a little like, what? That's one of the ways I know, oh, it's time to clear the house and I need to call on my protector guide and my doorkeeper. You know, the protector guide, because that was your message for this episode. So people who are clairaudient though, most of the time will receive their intuitive messages like they're talking to themselves in their head. Yes, you know, when you're reading a book, well, it sounds like your inner reading voice. So this is where people really start wondering, did I just make that up or was it in fact real? Yes, 
this is one of those issues. One of the tips I'll say is that most of the time your clear audience messages are going to come in so fast that you don't even have time to process it, that you wouldn't even have time to process a thought to think about it. And so the more that you can recognize your clear audience messages this way, the better. Now, this might sound like a yes or a no or a name, or maybe you hear a full blown sentence you might not even hear words. It could be a sound like ding, ding. That means yes, or ringing in your ears. Now, of course, please get your health checked out if you do have ringing in your ears or you're hearing other people talk to you all the time. But what I am saying here is it's kind of like this little sign. I actually have a friend who, when she's on Zoom calls, will hear birds and she'll say, oh, do you have birds right outside your window? And the other person says, no. And she'll say, oh, well, that was my message from spirit. Yes, yes, what you're saying right now is an intuitive message. So it can sound really different for each person. Now, is everyone clear audience? No. Can everyone develop it? Yes. It really just depends on how your energy is made up. Again, I'm going to encourage you to lean into your native intuitive language and how you were designed. But once you work with a specific spirit guide, you can actually increase your energetic sensitivity and develop some of these too. Now, the clairvoyant messages and the clairaudient messages, they are governed by our third eye chakra. And so you might tend to get messages into another intuitive center, which I'm going to talk about when we come back after this really quick break. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. Thanks for hanging out with me during the break. We've been talking about clairvoyance and clairaudience, and now we're going to start talking about another intuitive center. So we have our third eye chakra, which really governs clairvoyance and clairaudience. And so if that's been the way that you've received messages, that's how your energy is mostly designed. Now, if you are like, I have never gotten any kind of clairaudience or a clairvoyant message, Whitney, then let's talk about these other two. You may be receiving messages through your solar plexus chakra. And if so, then you might be one of these intuitive languages. One of these languages, I call it the empath intuitive language. This is where you receive messages through clairsentience. So when I say empath, you probably are thinking highly sensitive person. Oh, I'm really picking up on people's emotions and feelings. Yes, you can definitely pick up on emotions or those gut feelings. So this is one way that spirit can communicate. And if you phrase a question to your spirit guide, such as, Hey, what do you think about XYZ? Do you feel like this would be a great addition to my path? Or however you want to frame that, you might feel a hell yeah or a hell no. So you'll feel that in what we say our gut. 
However, that's not just limited there. If you are a clairsentient, you can also pick up on sensations coming from spirit too. I have had colleagues, students, and even myself feel spirit on my body. So sometimes people feel like their hair is being blown or someone's kind of rustling the hair. Sometimes you might feel tingle sensations throughout your body, or you'll get a wave of heat or cooling sensation that doesn't last a long time. So you might start getting sensations. So when you're trying to feel into your yeses or your noes, you actually might start to notice that on one side of the body, you get the tingle or some sort of tapping or some sensation for a yes. So maybe your yeses are on the right side and your noes are on the left side, or perhaps you just get a sensation for yes and you get nothing for a no. So working with your spirit guide team can be really helpful for you to develop this sensitivity. And empaths will look very different There are some people who will just automatically feel something in their body and feel like, wait a minute here, I don't know if this is mine or someone else's. And there are also empaths that will really know and sense, whoa, this energy is coming in from someone else. Now, this is something that you can develop and you can work on. And it's something that I talk about in my Foreign Intuitive Languages program with your aura bubble up. I think that's really important. Now, is everybody an empath? Absolutely no. Can people be an empath and develop it? Yes. This is another language that you can develop. Now, if you already receive messages this way, then this next intuitive language is probably going to be easier to develop because it comes through the same chakra. And that's something I've noticed. If you're a clear audience, by the way, you will most likely be able to develop your clairvoyance a little bit more easily. If you're clairvoyant, probably going to be able to develop your clairaudience a little bit more easily. If you're an empath, then you will probably develop the channeler intuitive language more easily and vice versa, which is the next intuitive language. So the channeler, that's claircognizance. So we think of claircognizance as a clear knowing that just pops in from we think sometimes out of the blue. However, the claircognizant is so connected to spirit, they experience messages internally, and it can be really challenging for them to understand if it is intuitive or not. Most of the time, because intuition is taught so heavily with the other three languages, claircognizance is this intense knowing, and we didn't really know where it came from. That's a ding, ding, ding hint that that's coming in from your intuition and spirit, but your body just reacts based off of a knowing or based off of energy. So the claircognizant also experiences intuitive messages literally in their body. And here's an example. I was coming up with a marketing plan and I had previously felt really great about it. And by the way, I still do. I just know that the plan I had wasn't right with the timing. So I felt really heavy. I was so drained. I was so tired for three days. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to take action on this marketing plan or it's never going to get done. Finally, I had the thought of, holy shit, Whitney, you know that you teach this stuff. And guess what? This means that this is not the way to go. (laughs) 
but it took me forever. You know, sometimes as a teacher, I teach this and then it's like, oh yeah, duh. Like, of course, don't be too hard on yourself. Sometimes with a Chandler, it's like, oh my gosh, of course, this is the message. And it might just hit you a little bit later. So your body can feel like I'm tired. I am not moving. Like if you're trying to go down a path, this could happen literally. And it actually happened with me on a hike where I just couldn't get my body to move forward. And I had to go down another path. And this can happen metaphorically where we're talking about a path you've committed to, you're moving forward in the direction and your body says, nope, nope, I'm going to make it impossible for you to move forward because this is not the right way. This is the channeler. So when you get really excited and it's a yes, and when I say excited, I mean, your body has all this energy. That is an example of it's yes, yes, yes. We are moving forward. This is where it is. This can also come in the form of inspiration where you just feel really inspired to tell somebody something, or you feel really inspired to look something up on the internet, or you feel really inspired to write. This is all using your body from intuition. So you're using your body, you're reacting to a message, and it just hasn't necessarily registered that that's what's happening. So the channeler usually thinks they're not intuitive. They're like, I don't have clairsentience, don't have clairaudience, and I don't see spirit. Well, then you most likely are a channeler and you just didn't realize it was intuitive. You might've thought it was your reactions or who knows what you thought, but you most likely are a channeler. Now, is everyone a channeler? Nope. Can you develop it? Yes. So I think you've gotten the recap here. You can have one of these languages. You can have some of them or all of them. And the great thing is you can develop all of them. And I highly encourage you to do it because your intuitive language changes throughout the years. We are breathable energy beings. We evolve, we shift, and we change. And so does our energy, which means our energy system and how we receive our intuitive messages. That's why it's really important to develop all of these languages. All right. Well, if you haven't joined my free live intuition and spirit guide masterclass, I hope that you sign up and I would love to see you inside of my program for intuitive languages. I will be back next week with a brand new episode, but until then here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.